Hi. Um, how are you? I hope you're okay. It is now ten ten in the evening, and I am recording this not for a purpose as usual, but because I'm just having a moment and I have options of what do I do with these moments. I can't sleep, so that's out of the question. So my options are um, to read something, to watch something, or to scroll social media endlessly until my brain just dies very, very slowly, or uh, call someone or message someone. Let me go through why each of them are not happening one by one. First one, read something. My room is dark. I am one of those people who, I don't care when it is, if it's daytime, if it's nighttime, wherever it is, I don't have my light on. I would love to say it's because I'm an environmentally aware, you know, eco-warrior, but instead, it's simply because I'm a vampire. <laughs> Honestly, I'm that person who just likes to be in the dark I just don't like light like you know I I draw my curtains to my room is dark and I seriously oh my god I think I might actually be sleeping soon because I just yawned this doesn't mean that you know talking to you is boring okay it just means talking to myself is boring because you're not here you're there wherever you are and um and i'm here by myself and i'm talking to myself so basically as i was about to unleash my deepness my you know subconscious was like nigga please i beg go to sleep i beg you if he please um so yeah um basically i lost my train of thought this is not a 4am brain activity one this is a 10pm brain dead one so let me get uh, to the point, which was why I can't read. So as I said, I can read. Well, can I? I don't know. Let's not even. Because like lately, I've been pronouncing things. Say specifically, I beg you. It's not a black stereotype. Don't you dare say that to me, okay? I think it's just a human like stereotype. I just think there are certain words in the English dictionary that whoever invented it was a piece of shit who was like this word is so hard could you just imagine they can't pronounce it and then he tested it out on some people and the people were all just like specifically and he's like good then he tested out on other people who were like specifically and all that shit and then he was just like <laughs> I laugh at you and he's just laughing at us I mean I sometimes say specifically and then I just like there was one time where I was trying to explain the rules of our classroom to my kids and I was like you know sometimes you can't just tell on your friends because a lot of the kids every two minutes I get Miss Effie he pushed me Miss Effie he called me a poo poo head Miss Effie he said my arm smells well go wash your arm then and then we were having a moment where I was telling the kids where I was like listen yeah you have to be very you know pacific about what you're sad about and then he was like ah, Miss Effie said Pacific I was like okay 
you are actually missing your playtime and he's like no i'm sorry and then i was like and then i was like what was wrong with the word what did i say wrong he said you said specifically and i said exactly and he goes no 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 i meant i meant you said pacifically i was like okay you're racist and then he just looked so confused little baby looked so confused because he was like why am i racist i was like because there's a stereotype of people from my culture and a lot of people say because they can't pronounce it that that's a problem for them and then that whole day that child has been going around to teachers who are black and children who are, and he was like say specifically and then they all said it okay betrayed me and then he comes back to me and he goes miss it's just you i was like well i mean who's your parent <laughs> um what was the original point i beg you please tell me i can't even remember if you remember like go with it okay oh yeah so basically because of the fact that my room is very dark i can't read the actual book so i'm left with reading online I've just finished reading this book. Oh my God, I need to tell you about it. But my eyes are going to like actually protest if I continue reading anymore because the light on my phone is too bright and I just can't. And before you tell me, there's a night reading vision. There's a, I don't like it. It's not the same. It's just, it's too, it's too, it's not light enough. I know that's a weird thing to say for someone who likes to be in the dark. Oh my God. Welcome to Hackney. There's two people fighting outside. But anyways, yeah, so it's just not my vibe, so I'm not going to read it. So that's why I can't read, because my eyes hurt from reading. And I was reading in the beginning, and it was a really good book, and I stopped. Option two was, um, I can't remember, but let's just make up some options as we go along. So could I watch something? Again, same reason, my eyes hurt. I can't be bothered anymore. And, um, and also, I like to practice what I preach. I seriously how embarrassing. I told my baby brother there should be no um like movies or anything like after nine PM or after eight PM during holidays. It's after seven during school nights, but after um nine, latest ten during um holidays because I want his brain to have very tiny bit of power before he goes to bed and I don't want him to watch too much stuff. So, so that's why, like I said that to him, and then I don't like those parents and, you know, whoever's a carer of children who give them rules, but they don't act on it themselves. Because the thing is, if you make a rule for your child and the rule is, for example, cheesy one, be kind, right? And you are not a kind person, then what the hell? Like you're being... You know, you're being a hypocrite. If you tell your kids you need to go to bed at a certain time and you're up till 3 a.m., like, what's your beef? Do you know what I mean? Like, do what you're saying, like, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's why I'm very strict with, like, the timings in my house. My mom is just, you know, the only thing she's good at is beating us when we're in trouble. But other than that, she's very, like, you know, casual with, like how we spend our time she's like when you're in the house do whatever you want when you're out of the house i need to be knowing who what where when where, 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 where. i'm like please i beg you um so yeah that's that i'm gonna re-record this whole thing because hackney's farting outside my window do you hear that what the hell motorbike
And then I don't even know what I'm talking about. And I've also got a headache. Like, actually, like, the front part of my temple here, it really, really hurts. And then I need to have paracetamol or something. By the way, are you that person, the moment you feel pain, whether it's on your head or any part of your body, you immediately take tablets? Or are you that person that puts ice pack on it or meditate or whatever to self-heal? Because I need to know how to get off the tablets. Like, honestly, I don't know if it's addiction or whatever, but like the moment, the moment uh, I feel an inch of pain, I drug, like literally. I, I one time had two ibuprofens and the pain would like not stop and they usually tell you wait up to four hours i swear that it was like 20 minutes or so after and i had two more apparently that wasn't good you know and it was like not healthy or whatever but fuck it man i'm alive so evidently it, it wasn't too bad but anyway so yeah so can't watch electronics can't read on my electronics can't read actual book because it's too dark in here scroll through social media don't do that when it's this time of the night please please don't do that i'm not going to release this podcast tonight i'm going to release it some next time don't do that Okay, let your mind, even if you fry your brain watching things, I'm okay with that. But I tell all of my siblings, all of the youth that I, you know, work with, all of like everyone in my life, I always, always tell them, don't scroll past this. And can I just say something? This is a new thing. This isn't past everything. Past everything wasn't going through moment of self-reflection and realization and growth and all of that. This is a new thing that I'm like, you know, realizing it. And by acting on it myself and seeing the positive myself, I'm able to, you know, you know, like pass that on to others and i think several people have actually listened to me and they message me and they're like yo iffy you know your dramatic rant yeah it makes sense i'm like cash i'm happy to hear this so if you want my advice and i hope you take my advice because i value you i honestly do wherever you are in this world i keep referring to you as you because instead of listeners i don't like that because i don't know who's listening it could be just one person it could just be a family member of mine who's like, hey, yo, if you recorded another thing, let me listen to it. So if that's you, hey, fam, I love you. If it's a friend that I know who's listening to this, hey, friend, I love you. If it's a new friend who I don't know that's somewhere in the world, hi, how nice to meet you. You know, interact with me on Instagram, okay? If Gus speaks, come at me and just say hey and I'll say hey back. Or don't say anything, don't interact with me, just listen. And then that's it. You know, we're interacting this way. Um, So that's what I'm telling you. Please, please, please listen to me, okay? And tell your family, your friends, your entire happy gushti. Don't scroll through social media before you go to bed and when you wake up. Don't do it for those two times. Before you go to bed, let me tell you why. Your mind okay needs to be at a meditative state at a state where you have gone through your day in fact your week your month or even your year (laughs) if you got that i love you but when you go through that and you you know just reflect and you realize everything that made you sad or made you disappointed and you 
ask yourself how do I either fix this or make sure that this doesn't happen again in my life and bring me that pain again in my life okay you reflect on that and you make a lesson from that then you focus on the most important part which is things that you're grateful for things that are amazing things that worked out things that um, have actually been meaningful, things that made you smile, things that made you, it was so delicious and it made you happy. You know, sometimes certain food, like it tastes so good, it makes us happy. So if you have something like that, then go for it, write it down and then reflect on it and just go through a state of like then asking yourself. So you reflect on, I wouldn't call it bad, but you reflect on the you know, bits that could be improved, should we call it, okay, in terms of it made you sad, it made you disappointed, it made you question things, you go through that, then you go through the good parts, okay, positive parts, things that you're grateful for, things that made you happy, things that were just amazing, then finally, the other, the last stage is, what's next, so you've got the then, and then you've got the now, where you're reflecting, and then the next part, Ask yourself three things that you're looking forward to tomorrow. Don't make it too much. Just three things. Three things that you're looking forward to tomorrow. Three things you're going to do tomorrow. Three things that you're going to accomplish tomorrow. Whatever you want to call it. But keep it simple. The number three is very, very powerful to me. And I always do things in threes. In Islam, those of you who don't know much about our faith, when we um, are about to start our prayer, we have to cleanse, you know, our body to get ready, right? And we wash our hands, we wash like our feet, our face, everything in threes, okay? And that kind of spiritual connection of when I'm doing these things in threes, first of all, it really helps me with my three times table, trust. And secondly, it actually it actually makes me think like if God's giving me instructions of do this three times, do that three times, do that three times, then maybe I need to put that in my life. I need to do three things I'm excited for, three things I'm going to achieve tomorrow, three things I'm going to cut out of my life. It could be three people I want to cut out of my life. Be dramatic. Why the fuck not? You know, it's your life. It's your timetable. So just, you know, do that. Okay. And just then get in your bed. Put your covers, pull your covers, whatever you want to say. I told you I can't read, nor do I speak English apparently. And then just chill. If it's too hot, take the covers off and just grab a blanket, like a one, like a really thin one. If that's still too hot, put your fan on. If your fan is um, not there, then I would say open your window, but I'm Muslim. I believe demons come inside your window at night. Don't open your windows, please. And also, if there's like animals that are flying around, like birds and like crickets and like various things, they'll come into your like window as well. So leave your window closed, okay? Don't open your window. If you want to do it like a cree, even a little bit, I don't know. I don't think you should do that. I think you should just go to bed, okay? And then just you know take off everything be naked it's your body do you <laughs> um so that's that but honestly speaking fuck everything if you want to leave your window open forget religion 
do you for your health, for your well-being. If that's what you want to do, that's on you. You do it. This is what I do as a Muslim. Like, I keep my window closed. That's my choice. But if you're telling me, yo, Ifra, listen, we just met, we're getting on well, and you're dropping religion into this. It's part of my podcast. I talk about anything, right? However, the way I talk about it is how I do it. Like, I'm like, this is Ifra's world. I do this, I do this, I do that, right? And you, you do you. If you think to yourself, hmm, this girl said this demon's coming into her room, that's some next up mental health issues right there, then, yeah, go for it. And you leave your windows open, okay? Do you. So, and then just go to sleep. Done, okay? And this is the part, right? Um, When you can't sleep, what do you do? That's the problem, right? Like me right now. So you can either go to Anchor FM, Go to the top corner where it says create your own podcast and create your own podcast. It's the most easiest steps in the history of steps. And you know what? For so long, I wanted to create a podcast, but I was so scared because I needed to be scripted. I needed to think of interesting topics. I needed to be funny. I needed to think of like pranks, whatever the hell social influences are doing these days. I thought I needed to do the same. No, right now I'm in my pajamas. I've got my fan on in the background. I'm in my room. I've got nothing to be scripted about. I just couldn't sleep. So I grabbed my phone. I hit record and I'm talking to you and you know what I already feel good and you know what I'm starting to yawn as you heard so by being actually diverting my brain from just talking to itself and wondering itself I channeled the energy here by just letting out my randoms you know and because of that I'm able to then reflect by doing exactly what I told you about you know the good and the positives and all of that and then I'm going to go to sleep Okay, that's how it is. So that's that. And then, so that's why I don't go through social media because I'm in a point now where if you go through social media late at night, you will either have a friend of yours, an overachiever, whatever person like myself who's like oh I've done this oh I'm doing that now I'm doing this now I'm doing that now and you're gonna feel like oh fuck I'm not doing much in my life and or you could go through another person who's like look at my baby look at my husband look at my life look at my everything and you're like shit I don't have anything or you could see a selfie of this really pretty friend of yours and you're like oh my gosh why don't I look like you and then you know you just have like negative doubts and again bit of spirituality we have this thing where we're like every situation is never just you it's you plus the influence of like the darkness whispering like you're never going to be that good looking you're never going to be that successful you're never going to have that you know cute family you're just this you're just that those thoughts that become inner darkness that just consumes you and you keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and you just keep judging yourself or you could go to the opposite way of scrolling, which is you end, you just see this one little cute, funny video and you click on it. And when that video ends, underneath it, another one pops up. Or sometimes a new thing that, you know, Facebook is doing these days and any other social media, it automatically plays the next one. And you're just like, huh, one more, let me just go for it. And before you know it, it's, 
like 4 a.m. in the morning, 5 a.m. in the morning, and you started off watching this really cute video of two kids hugging, and they're from different cultures, and you're like, oh, I need this in the society. You're not born racist. This is so cute. Oh, no, so cute. And then suddenly, you end up watching a cat skateboarding at 5 a.m. in the morning, and you're just watching it. For what reason? No reason. Because you've just given up at that point. And you're just like, fuck it, internet. Take me wherever you want to go. I'll follow you. So that's why I just think like the scrolling is very dangerous. So don't do that. In the morning, it will start off your day bad. If all of those negative thoughts that I just said about comparing yourself to other people and, you know, looking at what they have and you don't have and whatever and all of these things. And also, not just that, by the way, I'm talking about the stupidity of our society as well. People like to share gruesome news articles and depressing, 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 like headlines. I don't even read the article anymore. And I think they know we don't read the article anymore. So they just put everything summarized into to that one headline muslim this and like lgbt this and whatever this and everything that's hot topic at the moment they just do it but in a way that makes us sad makes us really really sad because we we shouldn't be a judging society we shouldn't be hateful society we should be accepting that's the cliche like reality but it is becoming a cliche right now like to a point where the other day I was with my friends and one of them was asking me, what would you do if your child was gay? I was like, that's their life. That's their choice. And she's like, but iffy, that's the cliche answer. Like, what would you actually do? I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And she goes, yeah, but like, if your child was gay and you're like Muslim, what would you do? And I was like, if my child, like a child, a toddler was gay, I'd be like, brother, do you even know what that means? Sister, are you okay? And then they'll be like, sure, I heard it from my friend. Because they're a baby. And she goes, you're taking the piss now. No, I meant like, you know, you're, let's say, for example, 15-year-old said they're gay. What would you do? And then I'd be like, well, first of all, okay, and this is the part where I took the conversation seriously. And this is the part we, the society, need to take this conversation seriously as well. There's a way that you answer the question or you deal with the response of like a teenager, a child and an adult, okay? An adult, you automatically say, do you, that's your life. You give them a hug, you give them a spud and then you say, you go ahead friend because you are an adult. You've known, you've been educated, you've experienced the world, you know your choices by now. But if my 15 year old student came to me and said that, that somebody's not my child, immediately I'll just be like, okay, sweetheart. And I'll just refer to them to her correct department that would follow up further and make sure that they're okay because it is not my business to get into their life. All I need to do is create a safe classroom environment where they, despite whatever, you know, not despite, regardless, sorry, that's the word, regardless of whatever label they come into that classroom, I don't see them with a label. They're still my student. I just need to create a safe environment where they can learn, they can grow, they can interact with other students, and they are still whoever they are. Okay, that's it. That's me as a teacher. But me as a parent, this is a different conversation. Because me as a parent, if my 15-year-old child says to me, Mommy, I think I'm gay, I would sit down with this child. 
and I would ask them, what does that mean? And I will go through a journey with my child where they understand the choices that they're, you know, talking about. And then I would educate myself as a parent. Is this a choice or is this an integral part, something that they're born in? Just as I am born in all of these things that make me, is this the same for my child? I will educate myself because right now I'm going through life in the teacher who protects my students, who will fight for my students and the adult who respects my friends who are in any, you know, type of way in society, whoever they are. I don't care. That's you. I'll still love you. I'll still be there for you. I'll still support you because that's your life, not your choice, your life. But when it's my child... I will have to make sure that I'm not just going to be, you know, those YouTube videos where a child says, I'm coming out to my mom. This is my video. And then the mom automatically hugs the child, cries and, and then the child moves on. No, no. This is a moment where your child just shared something monumental about their identity and who they are with you. And you don't just say, okay, that's fine. No. In your heart, you know, okay, that's fine. You create an environment in your house where it is okay. But you have to make sure mentally, psychologically, socially, everything, your child is okay. And they're safe and they're aware of who they are and what's going on. And you ask them questions. And only after we go through all of that, when my child understands everything, and then I'll be like, now do you get it? And they'll be like, yes, I get it. Then we hug it out. Then I say, no matter what, I love you. You're still my baby. And I just make sure that they know their responsibility as a child of faith, as a child of, you know, citizen in the country that they're living in. Are they following what they're supposed to be following? If my child comes to me and says, mommy, I'm an atheist, then we've got a problem. Okay, sorry to all my atheist listeners. But if my child says to me, mommy, I'm an atheist, then we have a problem. Because I kind of want to go to heaven and I kind of want to take all my people with me. Okay, and that includes my children. And if they, my child comes to me and says, Mommy, I'm an atheist, the first thing I will do is drop everything. And we will take a trip away from the city and we will go into nature, into the world, and literally see God's creation. Because when you live in a city, you look outside your window, you see a building. And you look up, you see a sky. You see on the other side, you see road. Then you see cars. Then you see fast people. Then you see internet. Then you see television. Then you see this. There's just movement. Too much movement. Too much rush. Too much, too much, too much. There's no evidence of any form of God or anything around us right now. It's just f sadness. Everything. Why? Because we're living in a man-made society. That's why. We've kind of told God, hey, go fuck yourself. We're going to follow everything. Our technology is so cool that we can do all of these cool things. Our money is just like all these problems our jobs our careers our relationships all of these issues our differences we just keep fighting my way of life your way of life this way of life we're so busy fighting that we've actually turned our backs physically to god and he's in the background somewhere going um yeah hi could could i just could i just could i could i could i just say, nope no one's listening to you because our heart 
that thing that we were all born with. Do you remember that thing, that voice that kind of made us know when something was good, when something was bad, when something was right, when something was wrong? That thing is gone now. And we're just becoming people who are just, the truth could be right in your face, but then we'll have an excuse for it. So then how the hell are you supposed to have faith in God? Forget us adults who failed at life when it comes to faith. Then that's why my child is confused. Because I as a parent then means I failed in creating an environment where my child, it doesn't matter like, you know, immediately when they're a toddler and I tell them, oh, that's it. Your label is a Muslim. That's it. You're a child. of No, my mother didn't label me a Muslim straight away as a child. She labeled me a child of God. Duh. And I went to church, I went to like all these places, I had friends who were from all cultures, all religions, I grew up surrounded by faith, but I was also surrounded by society, I had the balance of both, and because of that I grew as a person who's able to understand what's expected of me in following the rules, the guidelines of the society that I lived in, but at the same time never forgetting the point of this whole life and the point of what I'm supposed to be doing in order for me to have an afterlife because this world has an expiration date our life our time on earth we have an expiry date but the afterlife that's eternal that's some eternal shit and the only way you can say to me infinitely Ephra I don't believe in that bullshit is if you out of the city go into the world and you see rivers that part and one side is dark one side is light and you can explain to me why that is you can see mountains that have structured and stayed and the size is so high I can't even and you can explain to me why that is and you can see oceans and you can see things that I can't describe, I can't explain. And you tell me why that is. And we go into the nature, okay, parts of the world that existed long before man built things around it. And you tell me why this particular animal that no textbook in our science um, classes could ever see, where does it come from? Look on YouTube, look on every sort of platform that you can find and look at unexplained animals. And I'm trying to figure out how do they exist? Where do they come from? And you also look at all of these other creations and all of these other things that are naturally existing and they're naturally living and they're doing these things. And I'm just like, wow. And you tell me everything. And once you explain all of those things to me, and we have a genuine conversation, intelligent conversation, then I will respect your decision. My decision will never change, but I will respect your decision. But I will, what I will not respect is people who just spout shit. People who just automatically are like, you can't do this because it's not real. Okay? I will never ever say to people, you have to believe in God because there's heaven or hell. No, I, everything I say in my life is I and my choices. I would explain to you my choices and why I do things. And you will explain your choices to me and why you do things. And we can either come together and learn with each other and move on with each other. Or you can say to me, sister, do you, I'm going to do me. And then we'll just move on with our life. 
And then that's it. But at the end of the day, the most important part is you learn something from me, I learn something from you, and together we've just become like aware of a new thing and respect. That's it. Life should be that easy. Differences between people should be that easy. If somebody says, I believe I am born this way, you don't question it unless it's someone in your family. When it's your family, you question it. Make it because, not because you want to question them for being wrong. You want to question them because you're curious. You want to know more. Because you and you and your mom and everybody, you grew up one way. Now, this other family member is saying, actually, I'm this way. And instead of being like, oh, cool, we accept it. Yeah, let's all dance and make an emotional YouTube video with a sad music background. No. Is it? Is that how it is? Okay, what, what, why would you say that? Tell me a bit more. Sit down. Ask questions. You're doing that to show interest. You're doing that to show them that do you actually care? Because what society has done now is it has created fear. Fear of having an opinion, right? And because there is this fear of having an opinion, people don't believe what we say anymore. So if somebody in your family says to you, I think I was born this way, or I think I'm this way, or I think I'm that way, or I think I'm this, you don't automatically say, cool, 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 yeah, yeah, yep, 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 I'm, you know, amazing, shake hands, whoa. No, show you actually give a shit by sitting down with them and saying, wow, tell me more. When did you know? How do you feel? What does it all mean? Is there anything in particular you would like us to do to make you comfortable? All of these questions, you are showing this person you care and you're actually going to make effort in making sure that 99% of the time they'll tell you I'm fine, I don't need you to do anything other than just respect me and still continue loving me unconditionally. And that's when you get up. That's when you hug. That's when the sad music plays in the background or the happy, uplifting one. And that's when you put the clip on YouTube. Make sense? No one needs to be full of hate or full of prejudice or full of whatever if we just showed a little bit of care and a little bit of um, concern and just asked each other questions and just found answers with that person or with whoever or within ourselves and we'll just move on and live happily. But we will never because we are the society of either too afraid to ask questions too confident and thinking you know what i'm gonna get all of these um what do you call it people to agree with me by mentally manipulating them to hate this politician so they can vote for me because that means you don't think you are worthy if you manipulate people with ads or whatever in order to get them to agree with you can i say something Mr. President, Madam President, Mr. Mayor, whoever you are, okay? That means you don't believe you are worthy of being a leader. You don't believe in yourself. And that is the saddest way ever to start any form of a political power position. 
because you've just declared that you don't believe in yourself, that you don't deserve this. And if you're telling us that you don't deserve this, so you're going to cheat, then what the fuck are you doing holding a position of power? Go home and go pick up a self-help book. I beg you. See, this is what I love about my life. I start one way and my brain goes to like 75 different um, things. So I think I've answered all of the reasons of why I couldn't, you know, do things. The last one is call a friend, right? Well, for one reason I can't call a friend is 10.45, okay? And I... I have to understand something, right? Like, your friends love you. Your friends are there for you. Your family are there for you. But there comes a time where your brain and their brain reaches a point in the middle of the night where you can't even anymore. And you just want to lie down in your bed and just, you know, whatever. And you they want to do the same, okay? Like, the last thing you want to do is just be on the phone this late going, Hey, you still up? Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you search for answers, search for things. And, night, like, you know, it'll probably be either bitching about someone or moaning about your day or whatever. And that negative train of thought that I was talking about comes back all over again. Again. and so the last thing you do then as you get off the phone is now think about all the negative things that you guys just talked about unless you're talking to Salma that's different because Salma and I normal human beings let me explain to you like I love all of my friends I love you all very very much okay but there is something about Salma and me and everybody knows this okay I pick up the phone like every other human being that I call, right? First thing I say is hi or salam alaikum or hey or whatever, right? I pick up the phone, Sama calls me. The first thing that happens is, first of all, for absolutely no reason, like as soon as I just hit the, she calls me and Dave pops up because her name is not saved as Sam on my phone. She's Dave and I'm Bruce in her phone. Don't ask why. But Dave pops up with his cowboy hat. I pick it up and I'm just like, hello? Like literally, before I even get the ha out, she just bursts out laughing for no reason. And then I burst out laughing. And for the first three minutes of that phone conversation, it's just as cackling. And then, and then, like, we'll just say the most inappropriate things about our, like, things that we're doing that we shouldn't be saying to somebody. That's why I always say, if people are listening, if the phone taps on Muslim communities in the world is true, then I swear down, I think whoever taps me and Salma's phone are, like, excited for our phone calls because it is the most disturbing yet amazing conversation you will ever hear mostly disturbing 100% disturbing I like to use 99% in my analogies for everything because I don't know why it's one of those numbers that just pops up on top of my head but this one 100% borderline thousand actually percent disturbing that's how you describe Salva and I's conversations but yeah I mean I could do that I'm already smiling just thinking about it but the reason why I'm not doing that is because again like we will just be very inappropriate and the last thing you want to do is just like you know it's just no I swear down, I'm just, I'm going to call her actually, when I get off this, I'm going to call her, okay, because 
if you have a person like that in your life, that's that person that just brings joy to you and your conversations will not have any moaning or any sadness or anything and this person just makes you laugh for no reason. Like, in my world, that's like how like i see nazma and salma like honestly and i just literally i could just be like hours just be like hey you two what are you doing and then it'll just be like literally just cackling and like you know that's a special part but um actually let me not compare them because you know what nazu is a spiritual person she's a good girl except she said puni today and i died i actually died I actually like physically died i'm so proud of her it took two years two years of corruption work between Salma and myself and she finally said a very very rude word today and I was so proud that I actually wanted to like march across Canary Wharf where we were and just shout from the rooftop of those giant buildings to declare the world but I wasn't allowed also we did a lot of walking it was almost like seven minutes of walking and I think I've lost about 75 kilos so I went through problems, my friend, went through problems. So I've just took on a journey with you. And these were thoughts that were going on in my head of why I can't sleep and could I do this, could I read, could I call someone, could I watch TV, could I, could I, could I. And you've just basically, by going through each one out loud with you, I have reached a conclusion of the one thing that I should do before I go to bed, which is do reflect on the good, the positives that I wanted to do and the, you know, my tasks for missions that I'm setting myself tomorrow, then call my bitch and tell her these things. Because by sharing this with her, then she will be like, oh, cool, I'm going to do the same. And then after that, I just do my prayer, my meditation, and I go to sleep. That would be my plan for the next minutes or so before I crash but yeah thank you for helping me reach that conclusion and helping me find a solution because I was just stuck and I just couldn't sleep and my mind was wandering but by talking it out and going through the journey bit by bit I reached that and I'm really grateful to you and I would like to give a massive shout out to Anchor one more time because like I said this platform is something that you really, really need if you're a person like me who thinks too much. And the problem and the danger of thinking too much is you talk too much. Whether it's talking too much in a podcast that was supposed to be a quick 10 minutes or talking too much in your head. That is the most dangerous part when you talk too much in your head and your mind wanders and wanders and wanders and wanders and you just can't sleep, you just can't think, you just can't and you're just stuck in an endless loop of thoughts in your head and that's just sad. But by just pressing that record button, placing your phone on a pillow next to you like I'm doing right now, lying down here like I am right now, and just talking, then you know what? You just got all your frustration out and you've just reached a solution of how to spend the rest of your night. So I hope you get you learned something from that. And I hope I didn't offend you. And I hope I didn't offend someone you know as well. Like I said, like I have no filter in how I do things. I'm somebody who has way too much responsibilities and 
burdens on my shoulders of being labelled a Muslim girl who's supposed to behave a certain way, a teacher who's supposed to behave a certain way, a woman who's supposed to behave a certain way, a somebody who's in the community, like doing things with like people of religion and people of like older than me. And now I'm nominated for, I'm a finalist for a National Diversity Award for positive role model. That is such an honour, like a massive honour, but also petrifying as fuck for someone like me. Because that means my name is going to be searched. If I win, okay, and if, like, and what do you call it, I get interviewed and people find out who I am, then my name is going to be searched. And if people search my name and people find soul tracing taboo, like I said, the first word... Okay, is a very explicit like scene. The first chapter, that whole chapter is a very but I know why I did it that way. Okay, I know why I did it that way and every intelligent person who reads the blurb of that book should start off the beginning a bit confused like you're supposed to. Like wait, hang on a second. The blurb is talking about a, you know, orthodox Muslim girl, but why am I just reading about this bride? having a very very kinky time with this dude like what's going on also what's this language there is a very explicit language so you just frown and you skim read the parts that make you cringe because the thing is right even me as a writer who wrote you know co-wrote should i say because urshi my love is a massive part of my brain and my heart and my soul in making that book come alive and my entire and cat my amazing editor who just, you know, made the whole thing beautiful. You know, all the amazing people who had a part to play in this book. Massive, massive people, not just me, okay? And, like, so, um, so I'm saying there was a part, there was a reason for all of that. And the part, like, even me, a person who co-wrote those scenes was cringing. So I skim read it. I just literally, it's weird though, when we were writing it, it felt normal. It's almost like, I don't know how to explain this, but it's almost like a chef that's cooking a lasagna, but doesn't eat all of it. Does that make sense? Like you make it, but you'll give it to other people. I could never do that. Like if I make a, a like a lasagna, I'd have half, and I give people the half. Like I just give the half of them and cut it into little pieces. I just have a whole half to myself because I made it full. I ain't giving you all of it. Are you all right? So for saw tracing because. We wrote those scenes. We're supposed to be cool with it, right? But no, it was just literally the ingredients, putting the ingredients together that were needed to make that scene as gross and, you know, explicit and uncomfortable and everything as possible because we wanted the person who's from Yasmin's side of the world, that orthodox, over-the-top Muslim, who's not just Muslim, religion, shall we say, because there is a part of religion that is so backwards, so messed up, that the word sex scares the shit out of these people, okay? And we wanted to put explicit words in there so that these people could be traumatized and they don't read the book. Because you're not part of this story. But if they skim these road those pages and continue reading it, 
then they're going to meet Yasmin. And her chapters don't have any explicit scenes. Spoiler alert. Maybe possible spoiler alert. But yeah, Yasmin doesn't have any, you know, adult scenes. She doesn't. But Dean does with other females. And then... So when the point I was trying to make is when people search my name and they see that book, that's the first thing that pops up when you search Ifra Samata. First thing that pops up is Soul Tracing, which I'm very proud of. Okay, I will never, ever, ever, ever regret writing Soul Tracing. And then um, my Spotify playlist comes up, this and all of the podcasts that I've done. And you see me saying, fuck, shit, her, everything, and all these, like, things. Not because I want to, but because it's part of my vocabulary. I'm sorry, I tried so hard to change. I can't. It's part of my personality, okay? It's just, it's, I don't know what to do about it. So, yeah, and I'm just really worried. Then people will be like, hang on a second, is she a positive role model, though? Like, you know, but yes, I am. Because this is my free time. I'm not wearing the hat of a teacher. I'm not wearing the hat of a community activist. I'm not wearing the hat of a volunteer. I'm not wearing the hat of a charity campaigner. All of the amazing things that I do that I'm incredibly proud of that shape me and impact so many people. That is why I'm a positive role model. Because my actions, when I'm professional and I'm doing my job and I switched on into that role that I need to do in that moment, I do it with grace, I do it with diligence, I do it with hard work, I do it with effort. But here, I'm in my freaking pyjamas, man. Let me say whatever the fuck I want to say, okay? And let me write whatever I want to write. Because this is my free time. And why not? You, I can't remember who it was, yeah? But there's a Japanese, like, I don't know if it's a proverb or it's a quote. I can't remember what it was. And it spoke about having different faces. You have your professional face. You have your, like, your personal face. And you have your, like, friends and whatever face. And you are allowed to, when you take off your hat and you take off your bra and you take off your shorts or boxes or whatever you wear as a man, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to think of the most uncomfortable thing a guy wears. Women, we've got, you know, heels that kill us and look a whole lot of other things. I don't know what makes you guys uncomfortable. Educate me, tell me. But once you take all of those off and you're in your room and you're in your element and you're chilling, you're not your job. You're not your religion. You're not your gender. You're not any of those things. You're just you. And you know what I say? Do you. Whatever that is, do you. Be lazy. Swear. Chill. Whatever you want to do. Because it's your time. Reclaim your time. Reclaim it and use it wisely. And I hope you go to sleep. It's now 11 o'clock. I hope you get to sleep better than me. I hope you learn those um, lessons of reflection before you go to sleep. And I hope you have a pleasant dream. I pray if you are a person of faith that angels surround you. And you know what? Even if you're not a person of faith, I still want you to have a peaceful sleep and a protective sleep. And if there are spirits and jujus and whatever out in the world, I hope they never touch you. And I hope you are safe and you just travel 
in happy places as you sleep. And if in your sleep you end up in Hogwarts, I'm going to be in Hufflepuff's common room and I'll probably be in the area where there will be cookies because that is what Hufflepuffs are known for. Loyalty, friendship and and we've always got cookies. Always, always got cookies. Shout out to all my Hufflepuffs out there. You are the best and I love you all. And to you, listener, good night. And I'll see you later. Bye.